welcome to Illuminating the Scriptures, a study of Nevi'im. In this series, we explore the words of the prophets and delve into the meaning and significance of these sacred texts. Before we begin our study of Sefer Yeshaya, the book of Isaiah, a few introductory comments are appropriate. People face certain difficulties when they read Sefer Yeshaya, the book of Isaiah. One difficulty that people face, they find the book confusing. They find that there is a lot of ambiguity and a lack of clarity. Often, the greatest commentators will disagree over the meaning of a given word or over the understanding of a particular phrase. So what are we supposed to make of that? If the greatest minds and the greatest hearts couldn't agree over the meaning of this phrase. So, so what, is, what is this phrase telling me? What is this sentence telling me? And the, the short answer is, accept it. That is how it is, and that's part of the message. Let me elaborate. Sefer Yishai is generally, most of the book is not narrative, it's poetry. Poetry is, by definition, meant to give it's, it convey ideas, concepts, moods, feelings, rather than specific instructions or describing a specific event in the sense of narrative. This is exactly what happened. It's, it's not doing that. It's conveying moods and concepts, which by definition are vague. The ambiguity is intentional. It's, it's poetry. It's not narrative. And... If the prophet, he left certain things unsaid and he left certain things open for interpretation. That all adds color to the message, the underlying message. If you focus on what is the spiritual message, what is the underlying message of a given passage, you will find that it's, it is not confusing. It's actually clear and harmonious. And the different interpretations and the different meanings add color and and flavor to the primary message. And the primary message is generally very clear and very open and not confusing at all. So if you focus on the primary spiritual message of every passage, you will find clarity and direction. Another issue that people face when they read the book of Isaiah, Sefer Yeshaya, is the rebuke of the prophet. The prophet uses very strong words of rebuke. In the very first chapter of the book, we have, for example, the word meratzchem, murderers. Someone reading this could think to himself, this is not talking about me. I never killed anybody. And the short answer to this is, it is talking about you. It is talking about me. It is talking to every one of us who is reading this. Our sages teach us, A prophecy that was necessary for the generation, for the generations, that is the prophecy that was written. In other words, the Jewish people had many prophets, but their words were not written. The words that God directed that they be written are the words that are relevant to all generations. So let's go back. D- did I kill anybody? And we can understand this on several levels. Uh, first, murder is one end of the spectrum. There's another end of the spectrum, which is complete kindness and compassion and, and, and giving and feeling for other people. And there are many, many levels in between. 
maybe you didn't murder, but is it possible that you embarrassed somebody? Is it possible that you heard of someone's plight and didn't do what you could to help them? There are many, many steps in between the extremity of total kindness and giving and 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 just being a blessing to everybody all the way down to murder. And when the prophet is telling us about murder, he's encouraging encouraging us to move in a certain direction. He's telling us, don't move towards cruelty and murder, rather move towards kindness and giving and helping people out. Okay. So if, if we're not supposed to read it exactly and clearly as, you know, in the most literal sense, we have another danger coming up, meaning to say, is that, oh, so we can look at people who, let's say, engage in uh, cutthroat business practices that cut out the livelihood from other people, or who are cruel in the way they talk, and we could say, oh, that's who the prophet's talking about. And we could become very judgmental and uh, read the actions of other people in very negative light because the prophet enlightened us to... You know, he opened their eyes to see that all these acts are wrong. But again, if you're thinking about other people, again, you're missing the boat. The, he's talking to you. The prophet is talking to to you, to me, whoever's reading it. That's who the prophet's talking to. And once we digest that, he's he's talking to me. Then it, there's another issue we face, which is this is invalidating. If what, what hope do I have? If if God is using such strong words sinful nation, uh, seed of uh, that does evil, this children that are destructive. These are quotes from the first chapter in the book of Isaiah and Sefer Yeshaya. So then what hope do I have if God sees me in such a negative light? And the answer is, accept it. Same answer. But the point is, if God is talking to you, that means he has hope for you. He wouldn't be telling this to you if he wouldn't feel that you could move forward and advance. If you would feel you're someone that is beyond hope, he wouldn't talk to you. He wouldn't be telling you these things. He's telling you these things because you could improve. Whatever spiritual level you're on, you are on, you find yourself on, you can always rise and go grow further. Another factor to consider is the fact that we are all connected. And this is something that we have to understand is that Generally, the, all the prophets and all, entire scripture, entire Tanakh, speaks to us as a nation. It doesn't speak to us as individuals so much. It speaks to us as a nation. And that being the case, since we are a social being, we, we think together, our, our thoughts, our actions affect other people. What we do and we say affects other people and, and helps them or confuses them into thinking one way or acting another way. And if there are, you have a society of a group of people and some members of the society are doing really bad things, the other members of society are participants in, in many situations, not because they're joining them in the bad things that they're doing, but the attitudes that they have. And I'll just give a simple example. If you have, let's assume that you have a society where someone actually does murder. He goes and kills somebody. And you have a member in the society that does that. 
if the rest of society would have had a deeper appreciation for the value of human life and a deep appreciation for kindness and kindness and, and, and giving life and being a blessing to other people and respecting other people would be very, very high on the, uh, you know, in the, in the minds and the hearts of the people around this murderer. This murderer may not have been the most kind person, but if he would have found it more difficult to murder. If he, it's easy for, easier for him to murder if he sees apathy. He sees people don't care about other people, don't respect other people. He sees other people embarrassing other people. So he, who maybe more, uh, has a bigger evil inclination, a, a bigger test, he, he's going to go murder somebody. So in a sense, we're all participants in the crimes of the few. So again, this is talking to us. It's talking to all of us. And no one could say it's not talking to me. It's not invalidating because if God is talking to you, that's the most validating thing that could happen to you. These words were spoken to the Jewish people, all generations. So we have to take the rebuke. We have to accept the rebuke. It's talking to us, but it's not invalidating us. It's telling us to rise and to move forward and to grow. One last thought is we are dealing with God's word. So whatever we're going to say, is only going to scratch the surface. It hopefully will be a step in the right direction of beginning to understand. There's the depth of what, what could be understood. There's always more. And there's, there's, we can never believe that we got to the end of, of the understanding. Now I know exactly what the prophet means. There's so much more to grow and so much more to understand. There's only the beginning of a journey and whatever I'm saying over here, I hope is only going to give you the impetus to study on your own and to grow and to develop and a, a, a deeper understanding of, of God's word. But even though we're only going to be scratching the surface, that shouldn't discourage us from trying to understand what we could understand, whatever level we could understand, because again, God is talking to us and he knows our limitations and he knows our, you know, that we, we can't understand everything. So whatever understanding he grants us, that's our business and that's the tools that we have to, that we have to work with. And that's the blessing that God gave us. So with these concepts in mind, let's move forward.